Welcome to Author Express, where you get to discover the voice behind the pages of your favorite book. I'm your host, Shauna Rodriguez, and I'm so glad you chose to be here with us. I'm looking forward to the author we have to chat with us today. Kayla de Galaparizo is an experimental, cross-genre, short-form writer. She has a BA in creative writing from Pitzer College, and her work has been nominated for a Pushcart Prize. Her writing often explores emotional and political entanglements, challenges craft conventions, and sucker punches you in the gut. Kayla's family migrated from the Philippines. Movement is in Kayla's bones. She has lived in New York City, Connecticut, Southern California, Italy, Nepal, Boston, Northern California, and Los Angeles. Movement has taught her that there are endless ways of existing, both within oneself and as part of a society. She has learned that those who cannot exist in peace suffer because of dissonance between how they exist within themselves and how society requires them to exist. Kayla dedicates her life to replacing that dissonance with harmony through sociopolitical change and writing. Thus, she organizes communities around labor, immigration, and transnational human rights and teaches creative writing. When she's not studying for a public policy and social welfare graduate program at UCLA, Kayla works on two writerly projects, a speculative story about the missing goddess of the underworld and a collection of pieces about surviving the west side of Los Angeles. Welcome, Kayla. I'm so glad you're able to be here to chat with us today. And thank you for having me on. Yes, I would love for you to share with us a little bit about the most interesting thing about where you are from. Yeah, so I talked briefly about this in my introduction that you just read, but I've moved around a lot and my family has also moved around a lot and migration is kind of a constant state of being for me. Mm-hmm. When you move around, you subconsciously absorb the environment that you live in. So I feel like I just, I have all of these places inside of my body now. I've developed like a chameleon style of, of socializing that comes from the, the mismatched environments. So it has become part of you. You're not necessarily from, but you're part of so many places. Yeah, yeah. Like when I think of home, um, I think of certain parts of New York that feel really comfortable. Mm-hmm. But then sometimes my memory, my memory glitches and kind of pieces it like a puddle with certain parts of Boston, for example. Mm-hmm. And it creates this own little city that doesn't actually exist in the world because it's a combination of all of the different places where I've lived. Oh, I love that. I love that uniqueness with that. Yeah, I grew yeah. up in a very small, small town. And then I spent a lot of time in Boston when I went to graduate school. And I say that I grew up in Boston and became more myself there. So I feel like yeah. there's little pieces that become who you are from the different places you've been. That's, exactly. Yeah. That's wonderful. So who do you feel you were closest to growing up? Were there people that were influential to you? Like, even to now, like, you're still growing, you know? Who do you think has yeah. been very influential to you? Oh, my family. Uh, I am Filipino. Mm-hmm. Filipinos have massive families. Um, <laughs> and your extended family is considered as close as your immediate mm-hmm. family unit. So all of my aunties are like moms to me. Mm-hmm. And they've definitely played the most influential role in my life ever as guides through the different phases of my life, but also just kind of inspiration, sources of inspiration. Um, actually, in my writing, a lot of my writing centers different qualities and values and traits that each of my aunts kind of embody. Mm-hmm. So they they come through in different ways, both in my writing and beyond. Oh, that's amazing. You said movement is part of your life. Have you been able to see them a lot and keep in touch with them a lot? Or how do you keep in touch with them? 
I only see them a handful of times a year, but we're constantly connected. We have the, you know, the family chat <laughs> blowing up 24-7 <laughs> and so much Facebook activity and other social media activities. So we definitely stay connected um, virtually when we're not together in person. That's really important. I love how that can play into who you are and how that keeps you all connected. So who do you think would most connect with your writing? Like you definitely short form is your primary form. Like what type of people do you think would be drawn to your writing? You know, I think if you took a reader of each one of my stories and put them in a room, Mm -hmm. it would kind of be a wild assortment of people. (laughs) Nice. Um, Yeah, because I, I do like to dabble across the genres because I think each genre has so much to glean from. Um, mm-hmm. And so I have I have my speculative fiction writing where things are a little bit more sci-fi, a little mm-hmm. bit otherworldly, a little bit weird. Um, and then I have my creative nonfiction that's yeah. definitely this world and much more so focused on relationships and just messy entanglements between people. So I feel like I have something there for everybody, but it might just be one piece per person. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. Maybe that's the chameleon piece, right? That you're able to connect with different people in different ways. Yeah. Nice. (laughs) And primarily short form. So you're you're drawn to short form fiction then or short form nonfiction and fiction then? Yeah. I just I'm much more interested in the fewer words that pack more of a punch, you know? Mm -hmm. Um rather than the the more slow burn, drawn out, emotional action. I'm also really, I'm as interested in form and craft as I am in content itself. And I feel like I know how to experiment in small spaces much better than bigger spaces. That's exciting. And there's a, then you can dabble in the different areas as well. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's very exciting. So where do you see yourself with your writing in the next 10 years, 10 years from now? What do you see yourself doing with your writing? So my latest aspiration, I would love to do, it's funny, we're talking about short form and now I'm like, well, I would love to do this bigger project. Uh Um, But I do want to do a a book like maybe a novella length, Mm -hmm. um, braided essay. Ooh, I'm really interested in, in fragmentation and how you can combine and different narrative textures and different themes and ideas, but put it all in one place. I think it gives the reader a cool option of interacting with your work because they're the ones who who decide what the thread going through all of the fragments is instead of you kind of just handing it to them. So that is the form, that is the image of the project that I would love to pursue. No idea about the content yet, no idea about the story, but it'll come to me eventually, I think. That's nice. And you have, like we said, 10 years. So you have <laughs> 10 years. You have lots of time to explore and figure all those pieces out and bring that together. And yeah. so you also do teaching with creative writing. Tell me more about yes. that. Yes. I love teaching creative writing. Um, I started teaching with Grub Street a few years ago and I started with their teen program. Mm-hmm. And then I think it was actually an administrative error because I ended up in the adult class emailing <laughs> list because I just one day got an email asking for class pitches for adults and I was like I'm not going to tell anybody that this is a mistake as long as nobody else admits to it so I've been teaching adult classes now by accident for several years and I've taught things from what have I taught nature as metaphor to moments in love or otherwise capturing relationships to writing as activism 
And uh, classes are just so fun because I get so many people with so much brilliance and imagination and just insights and just raw vulnerability. And I put them in one little space and I get to hear their voices and hear their stories for, you know, three hours at a time. So it's more so for me than it is for my students, but I really love teaching creative writing. Yeah. Oh, that's so exciting. And what a great venue to do it with. Grub Street is fabulous. That is so exciting. And you're still able to do that even as you move, right? Yes, because all of my classes are virtual. So anybody anywhere can tune in. I've had students in Poland before and in Italy, Costa Rica, and then all across the U.S. So I feel like it's a really accessible format for teaching. Yes. The first class that I took with Grub Street, I was in Oregon and they were in Boston, but I was drawn to them because they were in Boston from the time that I spent there. So that definitely, yes, I was excited because they started offering longer classes during the pandemic. So I was able to take advantage of it. Very exciting. That's wonderful. So where is the best place for folks to find you? I have a website. I do not have social media, so you actually won't find me on social media if you look me up. But my website is kdegalapariso.com. And that's where you can find all of my classes and my publications and a bunch of other stuff that you might be interested in finding. We will definitely have that in the show notes to make that easy to find you. And what book or story inspires you the most? Um, I actually have it because I wanted to show you the cover, but Ooh. it's a bestiary by Lily Wong. Um, Ooh. this is actually the example of a braided essay that is <laughs> a book length form that inspired this aspiration of mine that I will accomplish. And in the next 10 years, I'm putting myself down to do that. Yeah. Uh, but it's a, it's a fragmented memoir. It's super beautiful and lyrical and heart-wrenching and heartwarming all at the same time. Highly recommend it. Oh, I like the sound of that. That sounds wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing that. We'll have to definitely find out more about that. A Bestiary by Lily, what was her last name? Huang, H-O-A-N-G. H-O-A-N-G, perfect. That is great. Thank you so much. Is there anything else you want to share with us before we let you go? I don't think so. No, I think we covered it. I think we covered it all. Definitely. Look you up on your website. And is your information about the classes you do on Grubsy also on your website or keep an eye out? Yes. Yes. Everything is on my website. You can also find me via Grub Street if you wanted to. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Kayla. This has been so valuable. I appreciate you being with us today. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for joining us. I hope you take a second to give us a review or a couple of stars on your favorite podcasting platform. And we'll be here again next Wednesday. Follow us on Instagram at Author Express Podcast to see who's coming up next.